we're going to do everything we can to make sure we don't have enough money at the end of the month. Our brain, our mind is going to make us do that because that's what it knows. That's what it likes. That's the familiar. That's the comfortable. Hello and welcome to the Connectedness Podcast. Just as you might have guessed, I talk about connection and connectedness on this podcast, our connection with everything in the world around us. Whether you see it or not, we're all connected, and it doesn't matter if it's our dog, our cat, our god, our body, and I'll also talk about some more abstract connections like our career or our land, our community, our emotions, your body. Life is all about connection, so the sooner we recognize that, the sooner we can have an easier, more meaningful life. I will talk about these connections through different lenses. Things like synchronicities and coincidences are just everyday little bits of magic and miracles that we, we usually dismiss. It's really important that we pay attention to all of this so we can live an easier, more meaningful life. So welcome to the show. I'm your host, Karen Cleveland. Today I'm talking about the mind, and this is part of a series where I talk about engaging the entire self when you want to achieve a dream, when you want to achieve a goal, to live a happier, more content life. So in the series, I'm talking about how engaging your entire self is going to help you create that life that you want, that better life, a successful life, but that you're happy and that you're you find meaning and purpose and contentment and satisfaction. Today I'm talking about one aspect of the mind. There's, you know, multiple components to all of this because we're very complex creatures. So what I want to talk about is mind and what people have been referring to as mindset. It's a huge topic these days because mindset is basically what we believe about ourselves and what we believe about the world as we relate to it. Our brain, it just always wants to go to the familiar. When we try to do something new, it doesn't want to do that. The job of our our brain, our mind is to keep us safe and to conserve energy. So it doesn't want to put any new energy out into learning something new, into going somewhere you've never been. It doesn't want to do anything new. So anytime that you're trying to change something, you're fighting against yourself. And and it's known. I mean, there's studies that show how the the brain goes back to the known pathways. And in order to do something new, in order to have something new, we have to change those pathways. We have to break it out of the familiar So the easiest path is comfortable, it's safe, but it's not always what we want. If you are perfectly happy where you are in life right now and there's nothing you want to change, then don't. There's no reason to change anything. But it's for those of you who are feeling like there's something more, I'm uncomfortable, I want to do more of this, I want to do this instead. You're the ones that want to look at as I talked about in the last episode, your mind, your body, and your soul, and all the parts that compose us in pursuing these dreams. So what is familiar for our brain? I call them stories. I call where our brain goes automatically stories. And they come from everywhere. They come from our upbringing, but they also 
come to us later in life. We can we can have a story set in very recently, and that's good news because that means we can change the story anytime we want to. But we learn from the time we're born. We learn things. Let's let's use the example of money. But this applies across the board to everything in our life, relationships, careers, housing, physical health. It applies to everything. So, but let's just take money as an example. We learn from a very young age what our caregivers believe about money. And if we're two, three, four years old, and we're in a house where they argue about money a lot, where they worry about money, then we grow up with that. We start to believe that. We internalize it, and we believe that is the truth about money. But it's not just our families or our households. It's also the education system where we learn things. It's TV and movies. It's religion where we learn things. It's the society in general. All these messages come to us especially at a young age, and we think they're the truth. We think they're the absolute truth. So that's where we start to develop these stories that we live by. Some people call them limiting beliefs or false beliefs. Like I said, I'm calling them stories. And how they affect you is you usually don't even know this story is running your life wherever you get the story from. It doesn't have to be from your caregivers. But if you grow up believing that money is is hard to come by and that it there's never enough at the end of the month and that you have to work hard for what you do get, you might even have to work two or three jobs. So if you've grown up seeing that as your experience and you believe it, it's part of your story, but you don't even know it's part of your story, you're going to wonder why you just can't seem to get ahead. You don't really know why you're always broke, you have to work two jobs, and you still can't get ahead. And it's because that's what you believe money is. So first we have to become aware of our stories before we can even look at changing them. Because if you don't know what a story is running you, running your system, running your life, then you can't change it. You'll never change it. One of the things about the mind aspect of body, mind, spirit, or soul, is that if you don't adjust your mind or your mindset, you're going to end up self-sabotaging. Tell me if this sounds familiar to you. You have a plan to finally get ahead. You might be up for a new job and it's going to make enough money so you can only work one job and it's going to cover all your bills and you're finally going to be able to get ahead and start putting money in savings. So you have this plan and you get the job. And what happens, you quit your other job and all of a sudden you start having all these bills come up or you start spending more money or something comes up And you still don't have enough money at the end of the month. And you think, okay, well, next month, that's okay, next month. And you get your paycheck again next month and you decide, well, I can blow a little bit. So you go out to blow a little bit and you blow a lot and then you don't have enough money at the end of the month again. If we believe, if we strongly believe, even though we don't know it, it's unconscious, okay? We don't know that we believe that yet. 
we're going to do everything we can to make sure we don't have enough money at the end of the month. Our brain, our mind is going to make us do that because that's what it knows. That's what it likes. That's the familiar. That's the comfortable. Don't grow. Don't change anything. Just stay right here and we're not going to have enough money because that's what I know. That's how I live. That's in my body. That's how I live. Okay, so you're going to sabotage yourself. And again, it's not only money, it's everything out there. Now our stories, our beliefs, we can eradicate them, or we think we can. Sometimes they shift and change into something else. Let me tell you a little story about myself. About 15 years ago, when I was married to my ex-husband, we went to a workshop about money, specifically about a financial workshop about money and our money stories. By the end of the workshop, the money story that I came up with that I realized through all these series of exercises and looking at my life and looking at my family, looking at a whole bunch of things that they led us through in the workshop. At the end, I discovered my money story at that time was money is women have to really work hard for money. We have to do everything and men are lazy and they're unreliable. And so it's up to the woman to take care of everything. My husband didn't like that. And yeah, I got divorced. That's he's an ex. But that was essentially the lesson my mom taught to me without words. She didn't say it in words. But that was the lesson I learned from her. And that's what I had been living for many, many years, that it was up to the woman to make money, and that it was hard to make money. But we had to do it. We had to rely on ourselves. And we couldn't rely on any man. I ditched the husband and started working on that story. And eventually what started happening is I discovered my jobs that I was doing, the positions that I was being hired for, were getting easier and easier. And the pay was going higher and higher. And I was realizing, I was coming to believe, the more money you got, the easier the job was. Which was fantastic, right? That's just the opposite of what I believed before. But here's the other thing that came up with it. So I get more money, the job is easier, but I'm a fraud. They're going to find out I'm not working hard enough. They're going to fire me as soon as they look at what work I've done. When I quit, they're going to discover I didn't do anything. All right. Now, of course, I was working. Of course, I was doing stuff. But my belief had shifted from I have to work hard for my money to if making money is easy, I must be a fraud as I'm doing something wrong and I'm going to be discovered. So you really need to stay on top of this mindset work, these beliefs, because they will show up in a different way. There's always a new level of growth to go through. Okay, so how do we find out these stories? How do I know what my stories are? I must have some kind of story. Like I said, it's not always money. Let me just tell you one, a health story. My mother always said her family has soft teeth. Okay, so she's like, oh, we have soft teeth in our family. So guess what? Guess who had a lot of dental problems growing up, starting at a very young age? Because I had soft teeth, because everyone in my family had soft teeth, and they would get cavities and, you know, need fillings or whatever. When I started to realize that was a story that I was being told, 
I started to shift the story for my kids, for my family, and I used to say that to them, we are a family that heals fast. Whenever we get injured, we heal really fast. You're lucky you belong to this family because we heal really fast. One thing about these stories is they probably were true at one time. All right, there are people that had to work hard for their money. So a lot of these things, these stories come to us, you know, from the Depression era, from immigrants, from times where life was harder or different. But they don't have to be our story today. So we have a choice to change that story. Now, how do we identify what our stories are? Good question. First, you have to become aware that there is something there. Again, if you're perfectly happy and content, you don't need to do this work. All right, so imagine for a minute, what's something you want? What's a goal you want to achieve? How do you want your life to be? What's a trip you wanna take? What's one of your goals? And when you bring that to mind, go ahead and say it, just like, I can't wait to go to Paris. When, when you say it out loud, you need to pay attention to what comes after that. So let your critical mind come on after that. It's okay for this particular exercise to have a critical mind. So I'm going to go to Paris next year. Well, how am I going to get the time off work? I don't think I have enough money. Is my passport up to date? Who would take care of my animals? What if my husband can't get off work? Okay, there's all kinds of reasons why we can't do whatever our goal is. Another personal story is I wanted to buy a house. I was divorced from my husband. I was a firm believer that as a single woman living in Seattle, there was no way I could ever buy a house on my own. I would need a partner to buy a house. That was one of my beliefs. I don't actually know where that one came from, but um, somewhere it got in my head that that's what the rule was. I was never going to have enough money. I didn't have a down payment. My credit score was bad. I couldn't afford a house near Seattle. I wouldn't be able to keep it up once I got a house. So I had all these beliefs about it. Again, I don't know where it came from, but it doesn't really matter where it came from. I just needed to shift it so I could buy a house. Okay, you say what you want, and then you look at every single reason why, why you think you can't have it. And every single one of those reasons you might think is true. It's like, well, no, this is the truth. I can't get the time off work, okay? The universe has a million ways to work things out. And if you think you are in control of everything, I have news for you. I have so many examples of how things have happened that couldn't possibly have happened. Well, including buying my house because I had a crappy credit score and I had zero money for a down payment. That was a fact. There was no doubt about it. That was a fact. I didn't want to borrow any money from anyone but the bank. But the universe had ways around that. So I was working under the assumption I had to have a good credit score and I had to have a down payment and I had to make a certain amount of income. I had these assumptions and it turns out that that wasn't true or somehow spirit worked around them to create miracles. So what you believe to be true, I can't get the time off work. Well, what if you had a new job? There's so many ideas. I don't even want to, to say them all because there's so many other ways around it that are just as good or better in outcome if you're open to the idea of a miracle or magic or 
something working out for your good. And I promise you, when you change your mindset, these ways of coming to be that seem impossible at the time happen. So we've identified one way to get at your story. Here's some action steps for you to get some other ways, because we got lots of reasons usually. It's layers and layers and layers of reasons we can't accomplish something. If we didn't have these layers and layers of things, you would have achieved it by now. So if you have not achieved your dream or your dream life or whatever it is, there's things there. So you need to look at all of them. So get a paper and across the top, you're going to write, why can't I take a trip to Paris next year? Okay. And you're going to write down all those things. And then the next question is, what are the benefits to not taking a trip to Europe? What are the benefits to not achieving your goal? And you're going to write down all the benefits to not achieving your goal. And again, your brain likes the familiar. It likes the safety. It's going to give you so many benefits to not achieve your goal. And then you're going to flip it over and write, what's the downside of achieving my goal? Again, you're going to get lots of ideas. Now, some of them are going to be similar as some of the other reasons, and that's okay. I will tell you when I was doing this work to buy a house, I had at least 30 reasons, at least 30, might have been more. So after you write down all these things, then you're going to rank them with how true they feel to you. So you need to really feel it in your body. When you say this story, I have a crappy credit score. It's like, yeah, that's true. 10. <laughs> so you're going to rank them all from one to 10, 10 being the most true. You're going to rank every single one of them. And the ones with the highest numbers are the ones you're going to start with. Once you get rid of one of those stories or beliefs that's at a 10 or a 9, you'll discover some of the other ones might fall away or might get less intense. And that's just the nature of the intricacies of how everything kind of weaves together for us. So you won't necessarily have to work on 30 items because some of them will take care of some of the other ones. Start at the strongest and work your way down that list. And that will change your mindset that will allow you to believe it is possible for you. And once you're allowed to believe it is possible for you, then it can happen. And until then, you will continue to self-sabotage. So once you get the brain used to knowing, it can happen. This is the new reality. I'm going to Paris next year. I'm going. Once you get used to that new reality, your brain gets used to it, then the ways it can actually happen start falling together. And that's part of what the other two things are, your, your soul and your body, getting those in alignment with this. Again, I'm just talking about the mind right now. Now, here's what I want to warn you against, is that you want to make sure it is something your soul wants. And you're going to want to make sure your body is in alignment with it. Because otherwise, you might get that new job that's going to cover all your bills every month. And you've done your mindset work. So it covers your bills and you do still have money, but you hate the job. You didn't know you were going to hate the job. But if you had engaged all the parts, mind, body, soul, you would have known that wasn't the appropriate job for you. 
you would have known that's not the appropriate job for you. This is one aspect of the mind in engaging your whole self. Once you have all these things, what do you do with them? Well, you need to start shifting your belief system. That's not what this podcast episode is for. I'm not going into details, but here's a few ways you can do it. You can use emotional freedom technique, tapping, to get rid of where that story is stuck in your nervous system. That's my favorite. Well, I have two favorites. That's one of my favorites. I did that every day to buy my house. And I will tell you, I started in December. I put an offer in September, but I started looking in April. That's how fast the turnaround was. I believed I could do it in April. And then it was just a matter of finding the right one. Tapping is one way to do it. Affirmations are another really good way. Also one of my favorite things. The thing about affirmations is they have to be completely personal and completely aligned with you your soul, because if they're not, they're not going to land well and they're not going to work for you. So if you've been doing affirmations and they just don't feel that good and you feel like it's dumb, then it might be dumb. But when you get an affirmation that actually sinks into your soul and you feel it, those are the one that's going to work for you. And it's not because you affirm something and it becomes true. It's because it's the truth of you and you're affirming it. So then it's just convincing the mind Yes, this is the truth of me. And another way to play the lawyer, challenge your belief. When I started to look around, I, I intentionally looked. There must be other single women in Seattle that have bought their own house. There must be. Why can they do it and I can't do it? So challenge the belief and find out why it can't be true. Because if it's not true of everyone, it doesn't have to be true of you. And it doesn't matter what your past story is. If it's true for just one other person out there, it can absolutely be true for you. But you don't even have to find that example. If you believe there's something that should be different, then there is something that can be different. All right, well, I look forward to hearing feedback about how you're putting this to use and what kind of stories you have come up with because it's really important work. It's stuff that never changes. Again, like I said with my own mindset, it's like, oh, I'm a fraud. I'm an imposter. You know, work is too easy. They're going to find out I'm not working hard enough. So there's always work to do. I look forward to connecting later. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to head over to RevKarenPodcast.com. That's R-E-V-K-A-R-E-N Podcast.com. There you're going to find the tools for finding more meaning and happiness in your own life. Plus, if you have a story that you want to share with me, either on or off the air, be sure to look for that form. Make sure you follow me so you get notified when new episodes drop. And also, I'd love to connect with you in my Facebook group, connectedness with Rev Karen. So head over to RevKarenPodcast.com. I hope to see you there.